Hi, from the Reject Roundtable, it's Chumming with the Rejects. I am Derek RJ, and today our special guest is Eliana the Saint, a cosplay artist, Eliana the Saint. And your host, Tony the Kid. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Tony the Kid. Yeah, Director RJ. It's Tony the Kid. Thank you for joining me. Uh, with a little bit more enthusiasm next time, man. Sheesh. Uh, Eliana, thank you for joining us. Eliana, say hi to the fans. Hello. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. Uh, I guess we're going to start off with the floor today and ex- pretty much just introduce you, my dear. Um, so go ahead. The floor is yours. Uh, where do you come from? What you doing? What you like? How things are going, good stuff. <laughs> well, my, my name is Eliana the Saint, as you guys said. Um, I'm a cosplayer. I'm originally from Laredo, Texas, but now I've been in Houston for about five years now. Um, and that's kind of where I started, yeah. So, but fun facts. Yeah. Um, and I do anything from, you know, of course, cosplay, but... Um, I have a background in musical theater and, and a little bit of dance, but mostly like singing and acting and, uh, you know, just, just going through the motions. Very good. Very good. Uh, Texas, that's one of my places actually I want to be at right now. No lie. I just want to move out that way. It's, it's, You're going to move there? Yeah. I want to move to Texas. I think that's one of the, since we're here in Illinois, I kind of want to move somewhere in Texas. I'm not too sure where yet but i think more up north somewhere uh family's from san antonio got a lot there but kind of want to keep it in the distance i I, it's a little area that i want to enjoy buy some land enjoy my kids uh you know with the acres and stuff like that let them just run around let them be crazy and experience life i guess oh yeah there's tons of space here yeah that's why i think that's the one thing about texas that i'm actually enjoying is that the fact there's more space there to do more things and let the kids just uh, appreciate nature more than out here, where there's just crazy stuff. It, it's it's either too cold, rainy, to fluctuate in the weather. I think having the sun makes you more upbeat. I think and more things to do. So, well, Eliana, what got you into cosplay, my, in the first place? What was uh what was the idea in your head? Say, you know what, I'm gonna dress up today. Ah, uh, I think it was it was about. One, like, again, my background in a bunch of things, I've always dressed up for things and, um, you know, concerts and stuff. We always dressed up in costumes, but I really didn't get the idea until I was in Houston. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was about 2016, and there was a convention where I wanted to go visit, you know, some celebrities, get a picture with them. And I'm like, oh, Comic-Con convention. And I was like... You know what? Like, I see that everyone's dressing up. Oh, I can dress up outside of, like, you know, Halloween stuff or, or whatnot. You right. know, Halloween. Exactly. I can dress up. And yeah. then, so I, I started off with, you know, casual closet cosplays, as people like to call them. Okay. From, like, you know, regular TV shows. So it's like if you see a normal TV show where they wear regular clothes, yeah. then, you know, you kind of cosplay that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. But I really, I mean, my Instagram has only been active for about a year and a half. So I've really only been active consistently for, yeah. since, like, last year. Um, wow. And that's that, the fun part, yeah. No lie through your Instagram. It looks like you've been doing it for about, you know, two or three years. To my opinion, look, you're, like, a really good expert. Because I can tell you right now, be all honesty, the, as far as the photo, uh, the photography of it, you got a good photographer because those pictures are, like, 
my opinion, high quality base. So you, it's doing it's doing really well. Uh, as far as the cosplay costumes themselves, a lot of thought into them. I can see it, and it's really you know really good work, especially especially the Aang. I'm more of an Avatar guy, so I love your Avatar stuff. So it's been phenomenal. I'm like, oh, finally some recognition, you know, from Avatar. They're, you know, getting it from it. She's doing a really good job. So I, I like where it's going. I love it. Yes, thank you. I love, I, so basically it was a big thing when we, um, you know, when Avatar went on Netflix. Yep. And it was kind of like everyone reliving their childhood. And yes. I was like, you know what, it has been actually many many years since i've rewatched it as an adult understanding everything yep. and so that's when i was just like oh my god i have to cosplay and for many years people have been telling me to cosplay katara and i finally did it and then i was just <laughs> like oh i also want to cosplay ang yeah and i do have a couple of other um avatar last airbender cosplays coming up too oh there so. you go cool some in the works i like it there you go um as far as uh, fandoms Oh, go ahead, director. My favorite cosplay of hers so far from what I've seen. I mean, I like Argo cosplays, but my favorite one is the one from Nightmare Before Christmas. The Sally one? Oh. No. Well, I like that Sally one, yes. But the one uh, Jack, I think his name is? Oh, yeah. Jack Skellington. I was, yeah. I'm hoping to get, like, a revamped version of him this year. But, you know, with everything going on with Corona and everything... Yeah. I might have to postpone it for a couple weeks, but yes, right. Jack has Nightmare Before Christmas surprisingly has also been pretty popular on on my page. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I think I, I think one of the last show we talked about the uh, Night Before Christmas. I think it's one of the type of films that you can celebrate Halloween uh, pretty well, but also it's good for Christmas in the same time period. So it's like you have a lot of fun uh, depending on what you want to use it and uh, to enjoy it. So that's a good part. Um, speaking of Corona. Um, since a lot of the comic cons are kind of shut down, what, um, what has been your experience thus far with this whole COVID things going on? Is it, uh, stressful? Uh, I want to say it's, it's been, it's only been stressful probably this last month or so. Cause it's like the, I don't know how, what wave we are now in, right. but yeah, <laughs> so exactly. It's, they've been expecting, you know, the holiday wave to, to come in yep. and, um, you know, so it's, it's definitely a lot of a little bit more saddening when you can't really coordinate photo shoots as much if somebody gets affected. True. Um, but before even so, before like this last month or so, though, it was it was pretty good with like releasing a bunch of content during quarantine. That's when I probably, you know, just I don't know how many I did during quarantine when it started in March up until yeah. until I went back to work like in August. I just did so many. Yeah. That's when I did all my Avatar ones. Um, and that's when I made Starfire. I made so many different ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been really good to catch up on things yeah. cosplay-wise mm-hmm. and also really good to explore new things. I you know, I picked up a couple of other skills during quarantine, and it's also really cool to connect with people outside yeah. of cons. So you create those friendships. But so you know, I get to know a little bit more people outside of cons, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Um so it's nice to know I don't have to rely on a con personally in order to connect with other cosplayers or, yeah. you know, photographers, people in general. Right. Um, and, yeah, that's kind of how it's affected me. Um, but hopefully, I mean, I do miss, you know, buying little nifty things at cons. But <laughs> uh, Yeah, very true. It's always the knickknacks. Like, I remember the first one we went to, 
I walked away with a Dragon Ball and had the one star on it. And I'm like, I, I got to get it. It's a little small one. I can put it in my office, put it on my desk, and be just, oh, it was, it was, I think that's the one little thing. Then you find little stuff like that, like, oh, I'm going to walk away with that. That's the fun part. Is that so. the one where we took a picture of the Batmobile? Uh, believe, yeah, that's the first one. Yeah, that was the first one that I went to. So the one that were at the Batmobile and I had my Batman shirt and my tent. I don't know what the heck what I was thinking wearing Timberlands in the Comic-Con. My feet was hurting by the time I got home. I, I was really thinking that because I'm short that wearing the Timberlands, I'm going to be taller than everyone or at the same height, and I was going to be cool about it. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It was crazy. I, mean, I, I can tell you, you probably weren't suffering as much as, like, also me and other girls that decided to wear heels all day long. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> yeah, I, okay, I can go there, so. But it just—I know how you feel, but I'm not. It's nowhere near comparison. But it's the—it's like, dang, the pain that you gotta go through just to have a little bit of fun. Like, ouch. So yeah. What um, as far as comic cons, what have what before everything kind of got shut down? Which ones have you kind of attended to that's more memorable? I guess you would say like uh, DC comic cons, Marvel, uh, just anime ones, or a little bit of mixture with uh, like the celebrities and stuff like that with TV shows. Like old school ones. Um, I want to say, well, I I always will enjoy my first one, which was. Yeah. Oh, oh go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. I just turned on my light. Definitely. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, sorry. Go ahead. I <laughs> We did. We're a quick second there. Yeah. So it was. <gasps> okay. Your first Comic Con, you said. <laughs> you did. Oh yeah, it was Fan Expo Dallas, um, and I. I was looking so, I was looking forward to going back this year, but of course, you know, Corona happened and everything, but that one was really fun. I, I feel like it had a good amount of diversity when it became between like, you know, video games, celebrities, to movies and TV shows, um, and voice actors and everything. Um, that one is also really fun. Um, it's more anime based, but, um, you know, they had so many different activities going on. And so those are some of my favorite things. But I will say my favorite thing to do in any con that is a necessity, a necessity mm -hmm. to have at a con, like a con and will not be good if they do not have this, is a karaoke room. Ooh, there. <laughs> that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So I will, yeah, I will totally judge a con off of this karaoke room alone. Okay. Cause I remember the first one That's that crazy. the I, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, well, director. The one when I went to, they had a karaoke room. That I remember that, but I didn't go in because right next to it was a, a trivia room, and I walked in to see what the trivia room would be like. It was a uh, very good butt handing I got in that trivia room. <laughs> <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Oh, they I was just talking about how, like, you know, at the Comic-Cons, they had different, you know, they have a karaoke room, and I didn't yeah. know where to find it, so I ended up going into the trivia room instead. The heck? And in that trivia room, they had uh, marble questions and stuff like that. Oh, And okay. once I got out of that trivia uh, the karaoke room was, like, just right next door, and I was like, oh, and they already <laughs> finished singing, so I can't really miss out on that. Gotcha. <laughs> I think the the one that with the, the Wizard World, was it Wizard World? Yes. The, the, that one? Okay. That one, what was it? The, what, they had a front stage one. I don't know if it was a karaoke, but they did have that little 
stage that's up front for everyone to kind of sing or do some stuff, whatever. I know those were just set of plays, but that was that's a good setup to have something like that for them. Weapon? So what he was saying is that at uh, Wizard World 1, yeah. they, uh, they had a front stage where you could climb up and uh, you could sing songs that were like with the band and stuff like that. They had like a pretty cool band playing. You know, I wish they would have Predator. Somebody dressed up as Predator to go up there. <laughs> and try to try to sing with the little tentacles coming out. No, you know who I wish they would have done it? Would have been uh, somebody dressed like Beth Miller from... Uh, Sam, we call it the Halloween movie. Uh, it's Cocos. There you go. That's Yay, the one. There you go. Put a spell on you. Yeah. I would have loved that. Yeah, that would have been nice. That would have been nice. Uh, as far as uh, Comic Cons, what has been your favorite memory? I guess you would say. So far, joining joining the Comic Cons. Oh, that's a tough one. But I mean, I mean, it's probably a tie between like every children interaction. Oh, okay. uh, when they're excited to see you dressed up as, you know, their person. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that's probably one of my favorite things because it's, it's, it's just so cute. Um, or, like, just randomly hearing, like, from very far away the character that you are. Like, they'll call you by, you know, um, that character. You know, my, my first Houston Comic-Con was Comic Palooza two, three years ago. Um, and that was like when I first, that was my second taste of a Comic-Con ever. Um, that was the second Comic-Con I ever went to. And it was, I was dressed up as Kida from Atlantis and my Mm. fiance was dressed up as Milo. And from far, far away, I hear like Kida Gesh and I'm like, I'm like, somebody's yelling my name, like my character (laughs) name. And I'm like, oh, it's. Yeah, and now she's like super popular now, so I have to redo her. Um, yes. So I was just like, dang, I, w- I mean, I wish she was popular like three years ago <laughs> before everyone felt nostalgic. I think it's gonna. I feel now that Disney Plus is kind of coming back up a little bit. Well, not coming. Well, not coming back up, but coming up with picking new shows and kind of nitpicking on which one they think is gonna be successful. I think Atlantis is one for sure that should kind of get a nice uh, set back up again on Disney Plus. Maybe it. A live action or well i mean see what they're doing with mandalorian i wouldn't uh hesitate to go to live action go to live action i think that right there would be beneficial for the franchise so that character could be coming up a lot more lately hopefully oh yeah hopefully <laughs> i love this i thought it was good um as far as cosplaying um your first and last experience being with this whole COVID stuff like what has been the difference I think I mentioned it, but yeah, definitely enhancing my skills yes. and my creativity. Because, okay, yeah. um, you know, I did mention uh, whenever my, my second Comic-Con, Comic Palooza, I dressed up as Kita. Right. Um, that was technically the first one I ever made. Mm-hmm. And it was so janky. I mean, like, it was hand-sewn <laughs> and glued and all sorts of things together. And it was done, like, the night before, a con crunch, as people like to call it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know that's what I did. And then now, I mean, I now I, I actually already remade her um, during quarantine. And, you know, it's, I guess that's a perfect example of, like, a first and last because I'm circling True. back to my first one. And right. it's, 
I can't wait to get pictures of it because I'm like, oh, I wish I knew this like three years ago. Yeah, get a good setup. That's true. That's true. Now, um, for the fans, wise, as far as uh, where to find Jim, uh, where could people find you and to look at your work? I know we have your, you on Instagram on Elena the Saint, uh, but is there any other uh, social media status that you have right now at the moment? Um, so yeah, like you said, you could always find me on Instagram as Eliana the Saint on Facebook as well. But I mean, it's kind of just same thing what Instagram says. Okay. Uh, I will be starting to post videos on YouTube soon, so be on the lookout for that. Um, and probably a couple of other platforms. You know, now that there's tons of ways to reach out to people and do different things. I mean, who knows? I might, I might get a Twitch one day. <laughs> oh, there you go. Or even a TikTok. I think TikTok could actually be good for you right now. You know, yeah, I do, I do have one, but it's more like I have no idea. I can <laughs> I, I, I spend most of my time watching things on there than doing things. The amount of time and effort people put into yes. these TikToks yes. is a lot. Agreed. And I don't think I could do that. Like, I, I think I'd just rather watch them. I, I in my opinion, I, I feel like I have to do the same thing too. Like, once you go on there, you're like, okay, I'm gonna experiment and let me see how how people do this. But then you start watching videos, and then you're like, okay, you scroll up. Okay, that was fun. Roll up another one. Oh, that's a funny cat. Oh, I'll scroll up. <laughs> that's that's cool how they make the food. Like it, you get addicted more watching it than you are trying to do it. And it's it's really good creativity. So yeah, I, I would I love to. I'll agree on that one as far as how much work it goes into doing that. She actually has a video of her singing on TikTok. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh really? I, yeah, I, I I put some I put some singing videos on TikTok. That's with me. That's like, and that was just me like duetting somebody that was playing the music, and I was just like, okay, that's like the least amount of work I could do is just sing. Oh. But you know, some people like so many people edit things on there. But again, I will hopefully start using that equipment to yeah. YouTube and do some singing videos there. there you now speaking of uh, uh, singing wise, so do you when you go to the comic cons, have you ever done a karaoke thing yourself? Oh yeah, I, yeah. I have to. I have I, you. I, you have your go-to song. Um, my go-to karaoke song, and I'll, I have a reason why too. Okay. It's always Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Hey. Um, Good pick. And the reason, my reason, is because. I can show everybody what I have in just six minutes, like True. range, different, you know, styles of music, Agreed. all in just one song, and yep. that's the only song you need to do. Like, True. <laughs> facts. Speaking facts so, right there. Yes. Just how much, just how much it is it within that one song itself, and for you to go high note, low note, acapella, opera, like it, it goes really well. So that's cool. That's cool. Any other questions, Director RJ? I can't think of any at the moment. That's weird. Oh, look at you. <laughs> yeah, Starstruck. Uh, well, I guess, you guys, that's where we can find Ileana Saint if you guys want to look out. So definitely look out for her on Instagram. Um, check out her work. Very good. I love, love the content thus far. I would like to uh, wish you well. Keep going forward on your content because it's really good. Really good job. So hopefully, hopefully this COVID thing can actually kind of calm down a little bit, at least for us, just to enjoy more stuff and do more things now. Again, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> now on to the next topic, you guys. Uh, we got countdown to Christmas, according to director RJ, because he can't say Christmas. He can only say Christmas. Dang, I 
Christmas. See, you can only say Christmas. You can't say Christmas. I tried. Christmas. <laughs> um, one fan favorite movie, I guess, director RJ wants to talk about is Barbie, The Nutcracker, and The Family Traditions, of course. So Family Traditions, we'll kind of talk about that about ourselves. Um, but speaking of Barbie, The Nutcracker, uh, what, I guess you could say, can we like about the film? Miss Ileana Saint. I feel like it's just, it's definitely nostalgic for me. Like, it rounds out the early 2000s. It was the start of, you know, Barbie movies. It's the only good one, to be honest. Um, true, true. And, Facts. And, I mean, for me personally, it was just, I don't know, it was just always so good. And I love, I love ballet, you know, dancing and mm-hmm. everything. And I love the score, the orchestra behind it. It's just definitely, I don't know, it's a great family film to watch with, like, you know, your kids and everything. Because mm-hmm. they'll enjoy it. And they, if they're, if they're little girls, they'll love Barbie, of course. But Definitely um, mine. Yeah, I just always look back on it. <laughs> I would agree. I think uh, it's one one movie my daughter loves to watch, especially during the holidays. Uh, it, it does kind of give you that feeling when it comes to them, uh, this music that's involved within the movie itself. I think uh, looking back on it, I've kind of rewatched a little bit of it. It does, I think it does deserve an upgrade. You know, give it another, you know, I want to say DVD type of release because that's out the window now, but streaming wise. You get an actual good budget into the film again. Uh, the graphics can be definitely upgraded from before. Um, if it wants to go live action, that's diff- You know, that could be another topic. You could definitely go from there. But as far as being animated, just as much as these animated films come up, like uh, The Grinch, you know, The Lorax, if they can kind of get their hands on it, I think it could be uh, successful, in my opinion. And it's unnecessary, I think, for the holidays. You know, I think The Nutcracker itself has always been a very uh, like uh, Christmas themed type of I gotta have during the season so I think that story just keeps replaying itself during the holiday season it's an important story for the holidays so I think it'll be good it'll be good Director RJ uh-huh. your thoughts my young sir well, actually the one thing I like about that movie is like Tim Curry actually plays uh, the um, Mouse King in that movie. Tim Curry, like it? Tim Curry? Yeah, Pennywise. Okay, never Tim mind. Tim Curry is the oh. guy from The Bellhop and Home Alone Part 2. I don't like it no more. Oh, no, I don't like it no more. I don't like it no more. I mean, he's also a Rocky, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, true. Or, uh... Hey, Pirate in, um, uh, The Muppets Treasure something movie. <laughs> Yeah, he is like so much more than just Pennywise. <laughs> I think different characters for you. Yeah, I think I can I can testament. He I don't think if if he wasn't involved in Home Alone two, I don't think that would have been as good as comedic standpoint as anything. So he had a small role, but it was a really good really good role for Tim Curry. But um, yeah. I, I I think it's because of him doing a well job being it. It, pro- it did really well for me not watching Bozo, but you know I gotta give props to what props to do. So now, uh, could speaking of the film, could this film had been released in theaters if they were to upgrade it a little bit? Ooh, I mean, I don't even think movie theaters are a thing anymore. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> um, 
I, I if they if they redo it, like I love, I definitely do like the themes of like even if it wasn't Barbie and they did, you know, just the, take that storyline because that yeah. storyline is pretty good. Correct. Um, I feel like the people would enjoy it because it's like just I mean just don't change anything and I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, very true. I would agree with that. You know, don't do too much of the changing of the actual storyline. Just you know, give a slight upgrade, a slight you know. Graphical wise, give us a good, better CGI. Now that you know times have changed, things are a little bit better. Um, and yeah, I think that that would also make this film a success. In my opinion, it's a good story. You could even put on NBC, like they all they do with the holiday seasons, and do something like an hour special or an hour and a half special type of thing like that. And that still, in my opinion, would be um, you know just homage to the actual story. So it's good. What about you, director? Actually, I agree. I, I believe that this movie, uh, done right, they could actually do a live-action film, uh, especially with today's actresses. You have so many good actresses that could take that role on. True. Um, Mouse King, I, I wouldn't know who to put for Mouse King. Uh, probably that thing guy who played Pennywise in the movies. So you have so many different um, ways they could bring this film out to cinema. Yeah. And oh, it'll probably end up on cinema and some type of HBO app or Disney Plus. I think HBO's coming up, so I think HBO might get their first dibs. Oh, maybe even Netflix. Netflix has good holiday movies now, so you can even go to Netflix. That's not bad. Uh, speaking of actress, well, like, let's say if they do go a live action, since everything is kind of going live action, supposedly, uh, what would be a good actress to play? Not necessarily Barbie herself. Uh, but at least that female lead type of role in the story. Who would you, who would you like to see, Eliana? Uh, well, her name's Clara. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There you go, Clara. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for the correction. Love it. Um, her name's Clara, and her. Uh, see, the thing is, because they do have dancing in the film sometimes, yes. so I kind of also would like somebody that has a background in dancing. Mm-hmm. Um. Or, like, you know, enjoys it. So it could even be, like, a young dancer because a lot of them could some have been crossing over into, like, acting as well. Very true. Um, like, uh, I, I can't even name them, but I know there's, like, a few, girl, few girls, like, on that show, Dance Moms, that have grown up. And I think there's one girl that, like, is in Sia's music videos. Okay. Um, the singer. Yeah. And she's a dancer, and sometimes she does acting. And I'm like, I feel like she could be a good Clara. Um. But I feel like, honestly, it'd have to be somebody unknown, like up and coming. Yeah. Um, just would like agree. an answer. Would, I would agree with that. I think I think nowadays, we're, you know, the younger the younger generations that's coming up and not having gotten a special spotlight, now they get a, a, an actual spotlight like this, they get a nice uh, upgrade, and then themselves, you know, do a well of a job being an unknown name. Like, I think the pressure's not on them as much. It's more of commitment to them and saying you know i i got this role i'm gonna i'm gonna succeed in this and this is my chance go all out you know i'm not really known for anything else so this is my one shot and they blow it out the park so i would agree with that uh director rj actually i would agree too uh, i think an unknown would be the best choice um you want somebody who uh no one's ever seen yet so it'd be hard for them to judge her uh, ability to play a role and this also can help her step herself up to higher um, higher movie roles afterwards. True. Very true. Now, would 
I guess how things have been playing out, like before, back in the days, a lot of um, a lot of roles were given more on being ca- a, a Caucasian. You would say, uh, would it make a difference if someone were to pick Clara as uh, a different race? Do you think, Ileana? Make a difference if That's a lot of a lot of the stigmatism of what was done in the past, just because of I guess those were the the main focus, if I want to say it like that. Or race wasn't really looked at that way. And now nowadays, it's like every new story. Let's switch it up. Let's give it a you know this guy was a, obviously a Caucasian before. Let's make him Hispanic. Let's make him a Filipino. Let's make this one you know an African American or anything like that. And it does. It doesn't matter. It's all about the person themselves who can actually knock the role out of the park. That's they do their job well enough. It's enlightening to see, enlightening to see for that specific person to say, you know, one heck of a job, good job. So that'd be good. Yeah, like that. Um, traditions wise, for Christmas or Christmas, Uncle, uh, Uncle, yeah, my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> What traditions have you had that you need to have, Ileana, during the holidays? Oh, well, I mean, coming from, there's like, okay, so, (laughs) when, uh, coming from like two different cultures, um, Oh, there you go, good. It's, yeah, coming from two different cultures, it's definitely interesting because they each have their own, own way of doing things. Um, you know, for Mexicans, of course, we, you know, we have the posadas and, mm-hmm. um, you know, the big party. And then you, you, it's even followed through New Year's yes. with, you know, um, the little roscas, you know, King's Day and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, have, I always did that. And then for the Filipino side, uh, we always had, um, <clears throat> we always have, we have, what, nine masses, um, like church masses yeah. up until um, Christmas Eve, and each night it's always, you know, it's definitely similar to posadas, and it's like also food. So I always just had a ton of food. Mm. Um, actually, in the Philippines, Christmas starts way before, and it always lasts like forever. Wow. Because um, it's a big thing um, for Christmas, and then, but for my family personally, um, as I mentioned, my sister was a, a ballet dancer. And, you know, we always, when I was little, we'd always go to see the Nutcracker, uh, which is why also Barbie, you know, means a lot to me, Barbie's the Nutcracker, um, because it reminds me of that, Uh, like, you know, just, you'd always wear a nice little dress, and then you go out, and you see a nice three-hour ballet with an intermission, and then have a nice dinner, Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't know, for me, like, nothing says Christmas more than, like, family and food 
True. <laughs> True. But mostly the food. Yes. But yeah, that's, that's kind of what we did. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I mean, food-wise, cannot have Christmas without food. Cookies. Uh, cupcakes. Tamales. Yeah. Tamales. See, I'm, I'm not used to that part. See, I am Mexican, but I'm not used to the actual, so much of the actual tradition of Mexican culture-wise of how they celebrate Christmas. I think I got that hanging out with family members uh, on my dad's side. And you get a small little experience on the food that's given, which regardless of any food that came on my plate, it's going to be gone within two minutes. So I ate everything that they put out there for me. Not knowing what it was, if it tasted good, you're, you're getting consumed within my stomach. If you don't taste good, you're out. You're out. Uh, but as far as the American side of my culture, I guess, uh, the Tejanos, they're more of the Americanized type of Christmas. So... Their celebration was turkey dinner, having uh, lo- lots and lots and lots of cookies with different styles of cookies. You got the powdered little donut type of cookies. You got the actual Christmas tree sprinkled ones. You got the little circle with the little uh, chocolate rate chocolate lines on top of it. You got ugh, tons of that. Hot chocolate, marshmallows. That was their tradition. I think that one for me resonates a lot more with me just because it was more about sitting down, having the time to bake, make these ingredients, sit down act during Christmas, open up your presents, be there as a family, and just love the experience of one another, just being there, uh, just having fun. You know, I think that's that's one cool thing about the Christmas traditions that I, I need to have with my family, especially with the kids. My little one's got to understand it's not about the amount of gifts you get, it's about what you got uh, was important that we gave it to you. And be blessed that you got something that no one else in the world could get anything. And to appreciate just being here at, with your family. And eat. Hope your tummy's full enough so that way you can have food coma afterwards. So you can knock out. <laughs> what about you, Director RJ? No, I guess same thing. Uh, me being a full Mexican here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, over at the house, we always have a family gathering and one thing we always do is uh, exchange of gifts where we get a, like a name from a hat. We had to figure out what they like. So we, you know, we try to play it smooth and be like, Hey, um, you know, what type of movies do you like? <laughs> Cause I, I want to see if the, you know, if you, if I could watch that movie, do you have it at all? Or something like that. Like mm-hmm. we had to find out what they like, go buy it for them and be like, you know, here you go. Here's a, you were missing pants. We bought you a new pair of pants. <laughs> um, hopefully they fit you and uh, you never know who got you that's the word part like you have a name you're wondering who got your name yeah um, on our days, like Eliana said a while ago the Posadas um, and Mexico is more beautiful I've been to La Posada in Mexico I've been outside in a nice little warm weather yeah uh, and on the noise it's crazy because you're outside it's snowing you're, you're actually not just singing but you're actually begging for them to let you in because of how cold it is yeah but still that tradition is beautiful you know you have uh bonche is something we would drink here hot chocolate um we have uh, like anthony said we have different types of food um our plates are with rice different types of rice mm-hmm. i love they the one with the, i love the oh. one with the little uh what little lacto thing the bean the beans the beans within them too or that's Puerto Rican uh, rice. Like, i think yeah yeah, 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 and little hams, and little cut-up hams. Those that was one of my favorite part. The cut-up ham, that was delicious. We 
recently, you know, I have a family who's actually Puerto Rican, so we actually get the arroz con gandules, you know, that Puerto Rican rice comes to our table now. Yeah, those are good. So it, I think that's the one thing I love about traditions is that it could expand to different varieties. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, I mean, you have a Philippine and Mexican in you, so you have a different variety of traditions with you, same thing with Tony the Kid. Mm-hmm. So that's the one thing I always love about Christmas is the expansion. Yeah, and to experience one another's cultures. Now, does it, you live in uh, Texas, you, you said, Ileana? Yes. Are you born and raised? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, first generation here in the U.S. Very cool. Very cool. Does it, now growing up there, did it snow a lot? Oh, no. Uh, fun, fun little story. Um, hopefully it's little. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, first time it snowed in Texas for me was in like early 2000s anyone who lived in texas will know which snow i'm talking about all right um and oh all i remember was i i lived in laredo at the time right and i visited my sister in san antonio which is about two hours away from laredo and i visited her and while it snowed so much in laredo in my hometown where we decided to go visit my sister I did not, I heart, we got like the tiniest bit of snow in San Antonio that year. I was so upset. Like we tried to collect some in a cup, but it wasn't, it wasn't enough snow for it to be like snow. It was like basically little icicles. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, I, and then when we came back from San Antonio to Laredo, it was all gone. And I was just so upset. And but I did get to experience snow. Uh-oh. So what was it? A couple years back, uh, recently, late 2017, yeah. Christmas, we got snow here in Houston. Cool. And that was fun. Um, now you talking about like three like inches of snow? Yeah. It, okay. It good. In Houston. Good. I was like, I still got the picture. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, so probably, what, once every 10 years it'll probably snow in Texas? <laughs> true, true. I think, now, feeling it's not had the experience of snow, do you feel that's the one aspect of Christmas that everyone should experience? Because I feel like Christmas has always been the theme of, it has to have, like, five or six inches of snow, everyone's in their winter coats, they're all bundled up real good, and snowballs, of course, have always been the main thing. Like, having the experience... No snow most of your life with the addition of having snow one year. Like, is it, do you wish you have more snow going on? Like, is it really a one aspect thing? Oh, no, I don't actually wish for snow all the time because I know what people up north go through. I've seen it. I've I've seen New York snowy and all the shoveling and all that. And I'm okay with the once in a while snow here. I think we do just fine. (laughs) And see, for me, it's like, I want to move, like, I also want to move to Canada for the reason of because it's in the, like, secluded in the woods. And also, if it snows, it's my type of weather. Like, I love, I can't, I don't, that's why I'm nervous of moving to Texas because the heat is more what I'm worried about because how dry it can get during the summer time frame. Uh, and then the Canada or up somewhere up north. I feel like that's my area. Like, I can walk out with a tank top, and it's probably 50 degrees outside, and people looking at me like, the heck? I'm like, cold-blooded, man. I'm like a polar bear. It feels good. It feels good. So, I feel like that's oh, see, one that's reason. funny, because, like, 
um, they call Laredo like the devil's armpit of Texas. Um, that already sounds bad. I don't want to go. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's so I am like so used to the heat. Like coming to Houston, it is a little bit less hot than Laredo. Yeah. Even though it's still hot, it's like a humid hot. But you know, I took my fiance one time down to Laredo, and it was like, yep, Laredo's definitely hotter. Like <laughs> in March, we're probably you know March. You know, Houston's probably experiencing, like, you know, the 80, 90 degree weather, but yeah. it's already, like, 100 degrees in Laredo oh, boy. Um, in March. Mm. Um, but I do agree with you on Canada, though. I've been to Canada. It's really nice up there in, in the wintertime yeah. with the snow. Um, there's this one um, area with a resort um, called Mantra Blanc. And it's like a literally like a Christmas town. Um, nice. And it was really pretty. It's a really nice place to go like skiing and stuff. So I definitely suggest that area. Okay, very good. Um, Thank if you. If you like snow and mm -hmm. Christmas. <laughs> yes, definitely. One of my two favorite seasons. So yeah, one of my two things. Now, uh, ex now you talked about earlier too about watching the watching the plays, especially Nutcracker and stuff like that. Is it um, the experience of it? Is it I can see you're happy about it. Like you love part. That's what made you get into dancing and stuff like that. A, a really a good experience. Now, for me myself, never really watched it so much. Is it? I guess you could say, is it uh, a must time experience type of thing for people who have not experienced that? I think it's definitely something that everyone should at least try mm -hmm. in their lifetime, because um, it is an experience. You know. Um, it's literally acting without words. It's like a whole, it's like charades. Yeah. Um, and you can see the emotion. They put on, they rehearse like all year long for like these types of events. Um, and it's like, you know, it's all ages too. They get, they got kids in there. They got babies in yeah. the ballet and everything. Um, so definitely experience. If you've never gone, you should definitely try it. But it is, I will say, an acquired taste. Because if you don't like it, then it's okay. Okay. Because um, I mean, some some people, if you, let's say for instance, an example. Because I know I know somebody that has like ADHD and they can't sit still. Um, <laughs> and they only they need to be doing somebody something all the time. Yeah. I can imagine that they wouldn't enjoy it because it's literally just like watching endgame avengers for like three hours and gotcha. you can't go anywhere gotcha. um so yes but so if you haven't tried it try it i won't be upset if you don't like it but <laughs> if you do like it then there's like tons of other things out there no i would i would love to i think for for me especially with the with the keep my kids now i want them to experience some stuff that i probably didn't you know do too much me, me being young so i think that's one thing i want to definitely look into and go to as a family and kind of enjoy a nice little play like, I'm not too sure if Chicago holds a lot of that. I know the one big uh, attraction here is the the ice the ice rink, for sure, that's in Chicago. In uh, some plays, but I'm not too familiar with them having those type of plays. So I feel like if it does come out here, I think it's a must. Like, I, I want to go experience that and kind of see how that plays out. But it, get, it gets a good idea to kind of come from people who actually l love doing that themselves, like being a dancer and enjoying those type of uh, ex uh, activities and then seeing what it's like. So, yeah, I'm going to try it out. I'm going to try it out. You convinced me. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> Director RJ, anything else, my man? Actually, yeah. Um, speaking about, like, Christmas movies and Christmas music and stuff like that, 
What are some of the songs that you'd like to listen to during this time? Like, oh, um, Mariah Carey, Nat King Cole, Bing Crosby, Frank Sinatra, The Carpenter. Hey, don't. Don't don't um, diss Michael Bublé, man. Michael Bublé. I, I was about to say Michael Bublé. I'm like, did you forget Michael Bublé? Yeah, I don't know if he know that guy. I don't know if he know that guy. I'll bring him up because I'm like, I'm hitting names over here. I'm like, come on. Somebody give me some other names too. <laughs> yeah, that guy. That guy's come up in the last five or six years, man. That guy's that guy can play. His voice is like butter. Awesome. Like wonderful um, singer, wonderful singer. Yes, agree. Yeah, I mean, for like songs for me personally, uh, I see like my go-to song is always "All I Want for Christmas," and I know everyone's like, I don't know. I've seen a lot of people annoyed by that song lately, but also not at the same time. And yeah. I'm like, it's, it's. I mean, I can imagine people being annoyed by my Mariah Carey. Um, True. But True. anyways, but yeah, that's a, that's a, one of my favorites. And I've also been digging into some of even modern Christmas songs that, you know, some modern pop singers have been like laying down. You know, Jonas Brothers just released one this mm-hmm. year. And I'm like, I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but classic ones, one song that I feel like everyone always forgets about, too, is, um, what is it? My Favorite Things. Um, oh, by um, Julie, I forgot her name. She plays Mary Puffins. And Julie Andrews? There you go, her. Yeah, it's, it's, that one is really nice. Um, I don't, it looks like you haven't heard of it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I probably have. I probably did, but I may not know. No, no, see, I, you probably might be right. And that's the crazy thing. Like, during the holidays, I put I, I put on random music, and I, I love to just listen to random uh, Christmas songs. So it's it's more of, you pick the, you pick the uh, what they have on Spotify. They just have, like, random songs, of course, or whatever for the holidays. So you put it on. I just like listening to anything. So I'm very concerned. How come I've never heard this song? Hmm. Okay. And see with Kelly Clarkson singing it nowadays. Yeah. I was about to say, like, even, I think Ariana Grande sampled the tune of that song to, like, one of her songs on this last album that she had. Um, oh, yeah, I think it was, what, Seven Rings or something like that, but gotcha. like, I didn't even listen to it, but all I know is I remember, like, hearing the beginning of that song, and I'm like, did she just Copy. sample the yeah. Christmas song? Got you. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna have to listen to that, so... Uh, Text me that. Text me that. Uh, the name of the song so I can listen to that now. Now that holidays is coming okay. up, love. I love to listen to it. See what you guys are talking about. <laughs> so what? Like, what would be? I think uh, for me, my main song you have to have uh, during the holidays. I don't know why. Now, ever since I've heard the Grinch, I gotta listen to the one where it's evolving the the young the young Grinch and him singing his little verse and then going on to the big Grinch. So yeah, I don't know why. I gotta hear it now. It just it helps me cook. <laughs> what about you, Director RJ? I got several actually. Uh, the Carpenters' uh, "Christmas Waltz" is one of them. I love that song. Yeah. Um, from Nanking Cole, uh, of course, the Christmas song I think it's called from yeah. him. Yeah, that's good. The Chipmunks' uh, Christmas song, the Chipmunks' Christmas song. Oh yeah. Uh, and then one that I really like is called uh, "The Little Boy That Santa Claus Forgot." Never heard that one. Who sings that one? So, 
Nike Cole. Oh, Nike Cole? Okay. It goes something like, It's the little boy that Santa Claus forgot. And goodness knows that he didn't want a lot. He mm-hmm. only asked for two soldiers and a drum. I was sad to realize that Santa hadn't come. The streets he envies all those lucky boys and wanders off to last year's broken toys. I'm so sorry for mm-hmm. the laddie whose times are rough for mom and daddy. The little boy that Santa Claus forgot. That's the one. Okay, got you. That sounds good, John. You should sing it again. Sing it again. Yeah. Sing, sing the whole song. <laughs> I was about, I was looking for a lighter. I was about to be like, oh, man, I got no lighter, man. I could put the lighter up real quick and be like, go ahead, John. Look at you. No, are a little different. I changed them because in the lyrics he says, I'm so sorry for the laddie who doesn't got a daddy. But I'm like, you know, I, feel, I know a lot of people who don't have a dad at the moment. And I'm like, I'm going to change it to time to rough for mom and daddy because it seems just the route right still no matter what. There you go. It's good. And that is very sentimental. I heard it last year, and I was just like, I've been listening to it nonstop during Christmas time. Got you. Okay. Very good. Well, yeah. So, Michael, remember, Michael Bublé, John, please, listen to that guy. Huh? I have, uh, I like his uh, Santa Buddy. Oh, yeah. That's good. <laughs> like Santa that. Buddy? Yeah. Yeah, instead of Santa Baby, it's like Santa Buddy. Yeah. Um, forgot how the song goes, but it's all about. It's kind of like Santa Baby, just all buddy buddy talk. Yeah, that's cool. It's actually really cool. I like. Uh, it's it's uh it's the whole album that I have actually too. That's a that's a must play album during the holidays when I'm sitting around just just the living room. I don't even put on. I rarely put on the TV when it's the holidays. I rather listen to the music and then just doing activities, doing stuff around the house. So that's one album I had to buy. Nice. Yeah, I know. I think another song that's actually become pretty popular this year for Christmas, um, and it came out a couple years ago, not a couple years, years ago, um, I think it was, what, Pitch Perfect 2, but Anna Kendrick, whenever she, like, signs up for this record label, like, works at a record label, and it's like Snoop Dogg trying to lay down a new Christmas track, <laughs> yeah. and then, you know, like, she switches it up, and it's, like, really popular on TikTok, and I'm, like, everyone's, like, wait, this is, like, from years ago, and yeah. people are using it for, like, a TikTok dance, and I'm, like, Ugh. but that, that song was really good, too, and it's just a remix of Christmas songs, um, T- like, basic Christmas Christmas songs, like, a Here Comes Santa Claus. Type of thing, yeah, typical Snoop Dogg, gotta involve him in the uh, Christmas song, that boy is, thus far, the most dude that you can go from genre to genre and he still plays it really well so yeah having him in a Christmas song that's good second Spanish song he did recently a little Spanish rap that's my song what you mean that's that's my must play in the morning when I wake up I gotta play that song in the shower for some reason and I'm just singing the song and then the Snoop Dogg where it comes on I gotta I gotta I gotta rap his beat but yeah it's good (laughs) anything else uh, Director RJ well, we already did uh, Christmas music. Uh, mm-hmm. What about Christmas movies? Christmas what? Movies. Like, what other movies would you also recommend oh. for everyone to watch that you like? Yeah. What's your experience with that, Ileana? What, what, what type of movies we have to watch, in your opinion, during the holidays? Like, during the holidays? Uh, so I've been a sucker for, like, Netflix romance movies. Like, everyone's, like, <laughs> everyone is a sucker for the Hallmark. Everyone, I feel like everyone's been mentioning the Hallmark Christmas movies. 
but Netflix has been coming out with some pretty cheesy ones too. Um, yeah. That are pretty funny. Um, I think they're like, oh, Vanessa Hudgens is like one of the the up and coming Christmas uh, mm-hmm. movie Ladies. people on Netflix, right? Um, yes, and I'm like, I one, I've always loved her. Um, so those are pretty fun, but again, pretty cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the one I haven't watched yet because I've been saving it, um, and then not haven't watched. I mean, haven't watched this. Christmas for Christmas is Elf, um, oh. <laughs> and I'm like I I'm like I need to I need to I know it's on HBO Max. I still also have it on DVD, widescreen and full screen version, nice. and I need to um, watch it like ASAP. I've been like I don't know I've been finding the right moment to be like yes because once I see Elf, then I'll be like okay that's my Christmas. You're ready for Christmas for now. Year. <laughs> um, and uh, but yes, Elf. Um, National Lampoon's Chris, uh, the Griswold Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. Pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but funny enough, I mean, I probably haven't seen Home Alone in like since it came out, Ooh. and I haven't rewatched it. Got to, got to. <laughs> I think number two, number two right now is a must watch for my children. Like they gotta watch that film, and mainly for the. For the one part is where the the curly head guy, the taller one, the robber, drops down in the bottom bottom basement. He gets all covered up with uh, paint, then walks his crawls his way to wash off the paint. But uh, Macaulay Culkin, his character, has the uh, the electricity attached to the faucet. So as he's turning it on, he just starts getting jolted up real good and starts screaming like a girl, really. And just goes butt crazy, turns into a skeleton. With the what, what's so funny is that they turn him into a skeleton, but they still keep the beard on the skeleton, and with the big old fro, and then turn him back to his normal self, and then he just like spoilers. Oh no! <laughs> I know. I saw. Damn it! Oh my bad. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, but. Me explaining it is nowhere near compared to you watching it. It's nowhere near. Like, it, it really, it's, when you watch it, it's going to be so much funnier. And even at that, I'm glad I didn't say what part of the film was it at. So, whew. So, yes, yes. So, watch number two if you get a chance. And if you have Disney+, Plus, it's on there. So, get get to it, young lady. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, of course I have Disney+. Plus. I mean, go. like, what, what, what person does not have Disney+, Plus if they don't love Disney? That is true. That is true. And Elf, speaking of Elf, when you mentioned Elf, I think that was the one film, when it, even when it first came out, I never watched it consecutive, like, from start to finish. I've always watched it bits and pieces. And it wasn't until just last year where, during Christmas, I'm like, you know what, I need to, I need to watch this movie from start to finish and understand what the heck is the big hype about Elf. I never knew it. Like, Will Ferrell's always been my favorite, one of my favorite comedians to watch on screen, from Step Brothers to uh, what, what Old School and all that type of other movies like that. Superstar from way back in the day, and I'm like, let me watch this film. Like, why was this important, and why was it funny? So I finally watched it, and now I saw the big hype about it. It was, it was hilarious. It was hilarious, especially his interaction with the little elves and him being such way big in the in the classroom. Yeah, it's priceless. Priceless. 
Oh yeah, and then Zoe Deschanel was in it, and she was blonde. And yes. Didn't have bangs. Yes. I didn't like. Oh my god. I'm like, she came off of this before she did her uh, TV show, New Girl. I'm like, oh, good job. She was wonderful. I didn't realize that. Oh yeah. I mean, she she has a career that goes like way back. Yeah. Like, I there's a, another movie on Disney Plus where she's in it. Um, Called Once Upon a Mattress, and it's basically this musical Ooh. comedy um, about um, the princess and the pea. Okay. Um, and she's in that one. She she's even younger there. Oh boy. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, she's been around. But Elf is definitely amazing. You got to remember the three food groups. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it's good testament. I think. Uh, yeah, good film. I would agree. I would agree. Gotta watch it during the holidays now. It has to be a must-watch. What about you, Director RJ? Well, we mentioned Home Alone, which actually this year will be 30 years old. Oh, that's true. So, yeah, come on. You gotta watch. You gotta watch now. 30, 30 years, 30 years, young lady. You gotta, you gotta get up in there. You're not that old, probably not. I would have to agree. But, you know, you gotta get watching. You got it's, it's just a nostalgic film from one and two. The only two important ones is the Macaulay Culkin ones. It's one and two. The other four, five, or six that they made afterwards, I don't, I don't know that story. So definitely the one and two. Um, there's a movie with Nicolas Cage. It's really good. Um, it's with him, John Don Cheadle, and I forgot Tia Leone. I think it's called Family Guy, and it's a really good Christmas movie. It's uh, based on. This guy, Nicholas Cage's character, he's like a rich man, lives by himself. And for some reason, um, something happens where he ends up now with a family. Like, what in a what-if scenario type of life? Mm-hmm. And it's just basically him learning what life would have been like if he would have gone the other route instead of oh. going to become big. Yeah, that one. Man, family man, that's right. You're right. He goes back in the time because of the girl. It's a very good cheesy flick. I like that one. You're right. It's where he he and the, he uh, just sees both lives. Him without the girl that he wanted to be with, uh, and then with the girl that he wanted to be with. So he gets to relive both lives and kind of understand what really was important. So yeah, I know what you're talking about. That was a good movie. Uh, Jim Carrey. Huh? Jim Carrey is the Grinch. Jim Carrey. Yes. That's a must watch. I would agree. You can't back away from that one. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life is actually a good one too, I think. What's that one? Very old Christmas movie. It's uh based on the guy I think he wished he wasn't alive anymore or something like that. Okay. I don't know. That I forgot how to it's a really good one. You gotta check that one out. Now has anybody uh this group here uh seen a Christmas story? Which one? Yes. The one that's come on TV a lot, and the one where the kid gets his tongue stuck to the pole. The one where he wants to get a BB gun. I think so. I I I never really watched it. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. You haven't watched it? No. I don't what know about why. Jillian? I don't know why. No, no. Hold on. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He has like the glasses and yes, um, the bunny suit and stuff, and the leg lamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm like, I just wondered. I'm like, has anybody, I hope I'm not the only one that really hasn't really watched it very well. I never, like, I remember seeing it when I was younger, 
I just never, re- I don't remember really anything about it except for the part where the guy gets his tongue stuck to the pole. Or was, yeah, was it a boy or a girl? It was a girl. Boy. It was a boy? Oh, okay, sorry. Boy. Looked like a girl. My bad. <laughs> anything else, Director RJ, my man? I think we already asked her everything. Unless she has any Christmas cosplays on the way. Oh. <laughs> oh, do we? Um, I'm like I. Is she elf? Uh, it, I, I'm gonna try. Um, because you know there's the, a couple of you know life things that have come up, but yeah. I'm definitely gonna try <laughs> to incorporate some cosplays that I already um did before, but make it Christmas. Um, themed. Yeah. So that should be really fun. Um, and I do have a couple of collaborations coming up with other cosplayers. Hey. Um, that should be fun. So be on the lookout for that. And some of them might not even be Christmas themed either. So mm-hmm. just like collaborations with other cosplayers that aren't Christmas but still fun. So yeah. <laughs> That's good. I mean, I, I feel like a, a hit would be. Um, I don't know. Do y'all want a hit? Sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, one is Star Wars themed. Ooh. And one is Scott Pilgrim themed. Nice. Scott Pil- Wait, Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. Versus the world. Yeah, okay, okay. When he's uh, it's the guy from Super Bad. And he has like a like a sword, right? Am I right? Michael Sarah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Yeah. Yeah, so that that should be fun, and then yeah, so cool. hopefully I can do those, and you guys can take a look at them. Yeah, nice. Yeah, definitely, love. definitely, definitely. Anything else, director? Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. What? Any chance you can actually do a Christmas song for us? Um. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Ooh. I can uh, what's it called? I can I can send it to y'all after this. <laughs> sure. But I'll, def- I'll I'll definitely do one. Um, and uh, you guys can attach it to this or whatever. Um, <laughs> cool. But it, it, it'll be fun. I guess I'll, I'll leave it a surprise because maybe it might be a Christmas song we mentioned earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. Very nice. Yes. All right. Go for that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give you like a quick intro before we play it also so. very good I think that's all like what about you think? oh that's it I mean yeah holiday season's coming up I think definitely look out for uh, you know hope you guys enjoy your holiday season for sure especially you miss Ileana over there in Texas stay safe uh, especially with this COVID season um, definitely definitely hope you have a lots of fun I know um, family wise I know the holidays is kind of telling us that we had kind of have to limit our interactions with our family members and not really spend time with them as much as we really like to during this whole COVID pandemic. But uh, I hope that it's a uh, this season is a good experience enough to say, you know, you enjoyed your holidays. Let's put it that way. So definitely wish on that yes, for you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, you guys, for having me. And I hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas, too, and a Happy New Year. Thank you. Okay, for that. Same thing. Happy uh, Merry Christmas and uh, have a happy New Year. Alrighty. I was well, about to say have a holly jolly Christmas for some reason. 
<laughs> well, we'd like to we thank you again for joining us on the uh, on the show. Uh, we'd love to have you again for sure. Love to you know see what you coming up next with your creativity, young lady. Because uh, thus far you're doing a heck of a job. Um, look forward to seeing what's next for you. And uh, definitely fans, you guys remember if you guys want to uh, look her up on Ileana the Saint on Instagram. One heck of a cosplayer. Definitely love the the work that she's done so far. So we definitely appreciate you being on the show. Uh, Director RJ, lead us off. All right. Well, everybody, thank you again for uh, listening to our show. Uh, thank you, Eliana, and uh, the same for being on our podcast today. It was fun having you as a guest. Um, as always, good work with Tony the Kid. And you guys can always find us on Instagram, uh, a reject rundown. On Facebook, it Reject Life. On Twitter, I think we have one. If not, um, it should be a Reject uh, Reject Rundown. Yeah. TikTok, Reject Rundown. And that's all I could think of. And check us out anywhere where podcasts can be heard. And be ready because we're going to have Eliana Saint sing a Christmas song for everybody. Very cool. It's a surprise. Ready. Excited. <laughs> all right. And that's a fact.